Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we speak to small cap executives about important press releases at their company. And today we're talking about not one, but three big press releases that have come out since we last spoke with Dr. Raul Kushwa. He's Chief Operating Officer, Predict Medics, trades on the CSC on the stock symbol PMED, and for friends in the US, PMEDF. For In order to kind of understand the company, because whenever you talk about uh, artificial intelligence and all this, you can get to a real deep dive, but understand this, what they've done, contactless scanners plus artificial intelligence equals no more temperature guns uh, pointed at your head and more than just lip service. Uh, they've got fantastic partnerships around the world. They've already had great deployments of their technology, uh, including big, big parties at the Super Bowl that already detected people who were positive and probably saved hundreds of thousands of people uh, from being infected. And now, since we last spoke, big strategic partnership. We're going to talk about that. Big uh, move in the capital markets in preparation for a NASDAQ li listing and as well uh, an LOI to acquire a company. So a lot of things going on. Doctor, welcome back. Thanks, George. It's a pleasure. Uh, usually it's beyond the press release because it's one good press release but you're hitting on all fronts, partnership, acquisition, capital markets. How big and successful would you rate Q1 for Predict Medics and your shareholders? Well, I mean, again, I think it's more about taking a deep dive into what we have accomplished. Uh, the last press release we had was about the partnership with Connectus Global. I mean, they're a tech company based out of Calgary. Um, they are working with NHL teams. They are working with major universities in North America, with Fortune 100 companies, and uh, I mean there must be a reason why they partner with Predict Medics. And the reason is that they actually want to um, offer a solution and scale our solution to their clientele, and they want to make money out of it too. Uh, but at the end of the day, the premise is about how can Connectus and Predict Medics come together to solve the problems that the world is encountering right now? And that's where they saw a great fit and so did we, and hence this partnership came into fruition. Um, at the same time, I'm not sure if people have been noticing that at Predict Medics, we have been recruiting network engineers to support deployments. And why would you bring in network engineers to support deployments? Well, you only do that if you have some major deployments in the pipeline. You want deployments to, to ramp up. So mm -hmm. let's talk about, well, okay, so let's do that dive right into connect this first because we've got three topics to kind of discuss. Uh, what kind of clientele does Connectus have and what are they most, uh, ex uh, you know, what are they most optimistic about? I don't, want, I don't want to be too descriptive yet, put the cart before the horse, but what are they really optimistic about in terms of deploying your tech? So um, again, I mean, um, as I said, it's about the partners that they have and their partnership extends from NHL to major corporations and to major universities and hospitals all over North America. And that's where they see a great fit with our technology because once our technology comes in, it becomes more of the first step screening or that initial triage that everyone has to go to to identify if someone is symptomatic or not. And if we identify someone as being symptomatic, then we essentially follow the same protocol as we did at the Super Bowl event, whereby they undergo perhaps a rapid antigen test and people who test positive, they're not allowed to go in. So at the end of the day, it's about creating these safe environments and minimizing spread of diseases. Devil's advocate, what do you say to, to critics who might say, well, Dr. Kushwa, you know, vaccines are rolling out now. 
Uh, it looks like things are going to be better. Are there really going to be a need by you know, big corporations or big sports organizations to actually deploy your technology or, or are you on the verge of really not needing your technology? I know the answer to that, but I think they want to hear you give the answer to that. Uh, so again, I mean, our solution is not a COVID-only solution. It's a solution which is designed to screen for symptoms of infectious diseases. And every year we are hit by the flu pandemic, which actually does cost billions of dollars to the global economy. And our solution can actually create safe environments when it comes to flu pandemic. Now, just coming back to COVID, we just have to look at what's happening around the world. I mean, there are all these new variants that are coming into the pipeline. The virus is mutating. The, the, there is uh, some questionability around the ability of vaccines to protect against new variants. And then there is the question of how long does the immunity last once you take a vaccine at vaccination? So in other words, just because there is this mass vaccination effort, which is taking place on a global level, it does not mean that the world overnight is going back to what we call the old normal. This is the new normal where it's about making sure there is social distancing, making sure that people are wearing PPEs, face masks, and it's about making sure that organizations bring in such kind of technologies which they can use and they can ensure that they're creating a safe bubble so they can minimize the spread of infection and so that they don't lose that money that they have been losing all along because of this pandemic. Yeah, what I'm hearing is big business. So I'm going to add my two cents if that's okay, because obviously your opinion is paramount. But what I'm hearing is big business, big real estate owners, you know, in big commercial buildings. What they've said is, first of all, I'm sure you agree, we all want the vaccine to really put as much, a mitigator, put as much of an end to this as possible. But they can no longer hinge their businesses on making sure that A, variants don't keep mutating, B, governments effectively do their job. They want to get ahead of this. And even if COVID-19 gets put and comes under control, everybody, you said NHL teams, everybody now realizes that this could happen again, God forbid, next month, next year, next decade. Whenever that happens, none of these big organizations are going to be caught scrambling again. They're going to be proactive because let's face it, right, Doc? They can't afford to go back into this kind of situation. So fair to say that you predict medics, you know, your screeners are going to be are going to be are going to be around for a decade or and further, next couple of decades, they just aren't going to go away. And, and I mean, the, the other thing that I'll add there is that because it's uh, neural networks, it's AI, the system actually keeps on evolving as there is more data sure. that goes into the system. Exactly. So as there are perhaps new infectious diseases, new pandemics, new variants that come into the picture, well, guess what? Our system keeps on evolving. Yeah, and nobody wants to get caught. That's a great thing. It's not just COVID-19. It's not, you're not a one, you're, you're not a one pony show, right? At the end of the day, one trick pony, sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, it's evolving and that's the great thing behind the artificial intelligence and the, and the connectivity. So mm -hmm. that's great. Before we hop on from Connectus, any ETA um, as to, look, a big company like Connectus doesn't form a partnership like this unless they really want to move. Any ETA as to when you might start seeing some success coming out of that partnership? Ballpark, I'm not trying to pin you down to a date. So uh, so without giving a day or uh, without giving that kind of estimation, all I'll say is uh, that there are multiple contracts that have been circulating and that we are finalizing with, uh, with clients. 
And uh, hey, that's part of the reason why uh, we have been recruiting network engineers to support our deployments. All right, looking forward to that because I read between the lines, especially when I saw Connectus come on, I say, they're not just coming on to waste their time. Uh, you know, stadiums just start reopening with big attendees. I think there's a reason why they, they want this. So I'm glad that you said it. Next thing is you enter into an LOI to acquire SimPass, mm -hmm. uh, artificial intelligence, again, naturally, IoT product suite, uh, revenues of 2.27 million, and they're, they're profitable. They've got earnings. Mm -hmm. Why this acquisition? What did they add to your offering that, that, that's going to strengthen PredictMedics? So these guys have developed certain technologies that complement our repertoire of technologies. And at the same time, I mean, as I said, when I was on, uh, on the interview last time, that we believe in building long-term shareholder value. And we are doing it in two different ways. One is, of course, organic growth, where we are growing, we are signing partnerships, we are working on landing these contracts, we are acquiring clients, we are building revenue. And the other side to that is acquisitions. So with the SimtoPass acquisition, it's not about that we are getting a bunch of technologies that integrate well into our tech suite and makes it even more robust. It's also about uh, it adding another revenue stream to predict medics. 2.27 million in revenue. How fast are they growing? Uh, again, well, they're growing pretty fast. So uh, if you just look at the press release, I mean, without saying names, we did give an indication to what kind of clientele they have. And uh, to achieve that kind of revenue with those uh, significant clients, I mean, it does not mean that they're selling just a small piece of technology here and there. So these are potentially some major contracts. And not only that, with these clients, then there is also the room for Predict Medics to bring in our own technology and integrate with the same clientele. How's the acquisition progressing? Because it is an LOI. You're moving towards definitive agreement. Yeah. Um, how is up everything progressing smoothly? Like the oh, everything is everything is going well. So uh, right now we are doing our due diligence from a technological standpoint, just going over the technical docs, um, uh, the underlying patent, patent applications, and so on and so forth. So standard due diligence moving along nicely. That's right. So the one press release that caught me by surprise and pleasantly surprised. Uh, look, anybody who looked at Predict Medics, you go to the profile page in Agoracom and go through that. You see the technology, you see the third-party validation, global partnerships are even the, we haven't even talked about on this interview. So it's clear as day that the company is a great AI company and we're so bullish on AI um, uh, that it's, an, it's almost inevitable. The only question is going to be not, not success, but degree of success for Predigmatics. And yet, as optimistic as we are about the company, you've engaged Kingswood Capital Markets. Uh, and that involves a NASDAQ uplisting, plans for NASDAQ uplisting. I mean, this is a major institution that's had put together more intense SPACs this year with, with $100 million valuations. What are you seeing today? Because if, look, if you told me two years from now, you guys were on the NASDAQ, I'd say, yep, I completely see that. But what are you seeing today that makes you plan for this already? Um, so again, I mean, uh, what the shareholder base and the potential, potentially new investors, what they have seen is just a small part of what's go have been going on behind the scenes for the past few weeks and the past few months. And uh, the kind of traction that we have had, especially after the success of the Super Bowl event, has been phenomenal. Um, along with that, let's not forget that uh, as much as we are talking about uh, screening for infectious diseases, we also have technologies that can screen for impairment. 
um, and in parallel, impairment. That's right. Yeah, and in parallel, we have been uh, commercializing that technology. Uh, we are signing partners in North America for that technology, and uh, I mean, on top of it, we uh, we did have another acquisition that we made last year. It was for a remote patient monitoring platform, and that is being commercialized in parallel to target the clinical trial sector. So uh, when Kingswood Capital Markets came into play, uh, it was more about them seeing a potential in terms of where predict medics can go. So it was really, uh, uh, it was more like a marriage in a way where we were like, okay, this is a great institution. And they're like, oh, this is a great company for us to work with. I mean, again, you just got to look at their, uh, their history, the kind of companies they have worked with, what has happened with those, yeah. how they have uplisted, the kind of caps you're talking about. And as you rightly said, I mean, these guys just this year, they have put together over 10 SPACs with over 100 or $150 million each. So clearly when they uh, put their names next to something, they're not just doing it for to make, well, a buck here and there, right? I mean, they're talking about some serious long-term investment. They're seeing uh, the companies that they work with turning into uh, major entities, which has an upside for everyone, including them and uh, investors who support them. Yeah, look, friend, Volvo and Home, they've, uh, their stat is they finance over $50 billion in public and private capital markets. So that's a serious, that's a serious outfit to be working with. Um, naturally, something like that is subject to a lot of legwork. You know, uh, it, you're not applying for a Cracker Jack license, that's for sure. So there is, there is a path. Do you guys have a ballpark ETA as to when you'd like to start seeing, you know, this move to the NASDAQ? Uh, would it be this year? Maybe early next year. How? Uh, what, what's your what's your speed that you guys think you're moving at? Uh, well, again, I mean, although we have not put definitive timelines, and that is something we did emphasize in the press release. Yeah, of course. Uh, but again, uh, considering that Kingswood Capital Markets are working with us in a very very active fashion, um, it is it is definitely something that we are contemplating to take place perhaps uh, sometime next year. And uh, I mean, if I was to guesstimate, I would say more towards the first half of next year. So in the meantime, and that, and that, that sounds about right, but you know, that's going to be here like that, right? Time, yeah. time, time flies. And that's, I'm going to read between the lines here and you, you don't have to confirm or deny, but that's what I was expecting because I've been around this business for a long time, which means that what you're seeing is an expectation. So you guys obviously have internal, I've never seen it but you guys got your internal pipeline, what you think you're going to be able to do right into the end of the year. So clearly you guys are seeing a number and a size that's got to warrant, hey, start preparing the table because we want to be ready to go to NASDAQ first half of 2022. We don't want to wait till the end of 2021 to start to start setting the table. You think that's an accurate kind of way for, for shareholders to be reading between the lines? You got it. <laughs> Uh, your technology, there are going to be new people who are, who are um, listening to this either on, on a podcast or watching this. And we don't want to do a, a big deep dive. And by now, our guys have shown the images of your units, which are just powerful. Just looking at them, they're, 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 they're powerful. But um, they're give everyone a two-minute, you know, there's a reason why you get in these partnerships and why, uh, why guys like SimPass are saying, yeah, we, we want you to acquire us. Give us a two minute as to the state of your technology and why it's so far ahead of most, if not all of the competitors in the space. 
Okay, so uh, again, I mean, uh, the images that, uh, I mean, of course, you have seen that for probably a lot of people have seen, I mean, these, these are more of the safe entry stations, which is the hardware component of the technology. The brain of the technology is the underlying AI, which sits on the cloud. So the way how it functions is as people are walking through these gateways, we have a proprietary configuration of sensors and multispectral cameras that pick up a lot of data from those individuals. That data is transported to cloud and our proprietary AI actually deciphers that data into symptomology. And then the decision is made in a fraction of a second, whether the person is exhibiting symptoms or not. And that is relayed back to these units in a form of a red or a green light. And if uh, the red light goes off, it means that the person is exhibiting symptoms. And so, um, I, I mean, depending on the protocols uh, on wherever the technology is installed, they may undergo another test or they may not be allowed to go in. On the flip side, if somebody is exhibiting, well, somebody is not exhibiting symptoms, the green light goes off and then the person is all clear in terms of going in. So the entire process only take, takes a few seconds. And um, I mean, on, as far as the cloud goes, so we can have the infectious disease symptom screening solution run on the cloud, or we can even have the impairment solution run on the cloud. And your AI is constantly upgrading itself with every scan, everything that goes on, right? So That's right. it just accelerates in how powerful it becomes. And the cloud then shoots that data back down to all the other, all the other machines that are out yeah, there. Exactly. You're doing infectious disease, you're doing impairment, but I also like the fact that not yet, but you're working on mental health as well, mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. What are you, what are your aspirations there? So it's about eliminating the subjectivity that normally comes into play when mental health issues are diagnosed. I mean, there isn't really a blood test you can take to identify mental health issues. No. It's, uh, it's really, I mean, you go to a clinician and there's a, a hell of a lot of subjectivity that comes into play. So it's about how do you eliminate that subjectivity? And that's where we want to bring in our technology uh, that without the use of any biological fluids, as people are walking in and, and perhaps interacting with the technology, the technology can identify if someone, let's say, is exhibiting earlier signs of depression, dementia, Alzheimer's. That is what we want to do here at Predict Medics. How far away you think you're something from that? Because that's something like that would be powerful. I know that's not easy. That can't be easy. But if and when you get there, that's going to be powerful because we know that's a major problem in society. And like I said, there's no blood test. There's no, uh, usually you got to talk to someone for weeks and weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if everything went well, how far away do you think you could be from that? So again, even there, uh, one of the biggest limitation is uh, accessibility to data. And that's where uh, our global partnerships come into play. I mean, we have partnership with some major healthcare organizations and uh, universities. And uh, so we have been uh, collecting data. And right now what we are doing is we are turning that data into algorithms. In other words, uh, the next step is going to be launching a beta version of our technology and starting off with a few pilots at some healthcare institutions. And you've got the Indian Institute of Technology. I want to make sure people know you got McGill University. These are serious organizations that you're working with. Mm -hmm. All right. So looking forward to that because I think that would be breakthrough. That would just be incredible. By the way, can we talk about, last thing, the state of some of your partnerships overseas? Mm -hmm. uh, you, have, you have Paris Defense and Space Technologies that uh, is targeting the government sector in India. And you've also got Tech Mahindra, a multi-billion dollar company with uh, Fortune 500 clients. They were hoping to be the first to roll out uh, the technology upon a successful pilot in the region. How are those partnerships going uh, today? 
Uh, it's actually quite interesting you asked me that question because uh, right before I got in this interview with you, I actually had an email from Paris Defense. And I didn't know that, right? I did not <laughs> and you, know that. And you didn't know that. <laughs> so these guys, uh, again, I mean, they were working on the testing our technology, making a few adjustments to suit the local needs. And now they're going into uh, an active fabrication mode. What does that mean, active fabrication mode? Uh, what it means is that these guys are going and fabricating more units for us. And why would you do that? Read between the, read between the, a lot of reading between the lines we're doing here. <laughs> All right. So good to know that your institutional partnerships are great uh, you know, with, on the medical side, Indian Institute of Technology, McGill, and your overseas partnerships, plus what's, what's, what you guys have done in Q1. Uh, doctor, I can't wait to see what your curtain call is going to look like in Q2, Q3, and Q4, but it sounds like you're going to be on a lot more frequently. I'm going to read between the lines there. I'm going to let you smile like a Cheshire cat, but that, you know, this partnership with Connectus looks fantastic. Uh, you know, the, the jobs you get, you guys are looking for more people to help with deployment. So clearly there's a lot going on before I sign off last word to you. Uh, what do you want your shareholders to know or feel uh, about the company? Uh, again, that uh, just, I mean, just considering the developments we talked about today, I mean, I would say those are pretty major developments. Massive. And this is just the first half of 2021. And uh, that should, in a way, give a sneak peek into what's going to be happening down as we progress this year. Uh, along with that, as I said, that our, uh, I mean, uh, Personally, if I talk about myself and the entire board of directors at PMED, our mandate is to build long-term shareholder value. And it's about growing the company organically and acquisitions. And it's about making those smart acquisitions. And that is the route that, that is the, that is the road that we are taking. Um, and so uh, there's definitely going to be uh, a lot more that the shareholders are going to be hearing from us as we move forward this year. Well, and I'll second that by saying we've been banging the table on artificial intelligence for the last three, four years, you know, long before a lot of people were really taking it seriously, but it's here and it's making our way into our lives. And when you talk about building long-term shareholder value, I mean, yeah, at least a decade, I mean, artificial intelligence is going to be a big part of society for the next 20, 30 years until something takes that over. I don't know what it's going to be, but, <laughs> but clearly you're building a company for this decade. And uh, fair to say, doctor, it's so early in the predict medic story uh, that you've just got to stay tuned. Mm -hmm. All yep. right. <laughs> All right. I'll leave that. I'll leave that answer uh, to speak for itself, but doctor, thanks for joining us today. Congratulations on an incredible Q1 and can't wait to see what's going to transpire here in Q2 and Q3. Thanks George. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform to Dr. Raul Kushwa, he's Chief Operating Officer and a Director of Predict Medics, trades on the CSC and the stock symbol PMED, and for our friends in the US, PMEDF. For those who are new to the story and hearing it for the first time or just you know grazing it for the second time, look, we know there's a lot to understand here. Artificial intelligence, contactless scanners, these aren't things that we're used to, right? These aren't widgets. Uh, so there's a lot to absorb. Don't worry about it. We've made your life easy two ways. One, first, get over to the Agoracom hub for Predict Medics. Take a look at the profile page. We've got everything there really neatly laid out and organized for you in layman's terms to understand. Two, 
watch the previous interview that we did with, with Dr. Kushwa. Very, very powerful because we talk a little bit more there in depth about the technology, whereas today we talk more about company developments. And then step three, hop over to the company's website. Amazing collateral there, powerful imagery, videos, images, everything you need uh, to do your due diligence. You know how we feel about AI. It's up to you to do your due diligence. Just don't say we didn't tell you so 12 months from now. Have a fantastic day. See you next time.